Hey, everybody. That's me. Hello. I'm also everybody. Brandon, it's good to hear from you again. Frank, you as well. You as well? You as well. Thank you. We're here. That was... Uh... Brandon pointed that out. That's one of the things that uh, goons in Arkham Asylum say in, the, in that game when they find like someone's been knocked out. One of the one of the many calls is you as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I loved that one. I forgot about that. I should play those games again. You as well. <laughs> it sounds like something that was translated from another language. <laughs> right. It's an American game. Well, it's a it's a British game, but it's still okay. Maybe that's a thing British goons say. <laughs> like when you find like a soccer hooligan beaten up by a Manchester United guy, you're like, you as well, you as well, you as well. It's the original body time. This is episode 309 of Insert Credit, a video game podcast with a honorable panel and an horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and I always use the default controller configuration because I believe that customization is an act of arrogance. Mm, uh... My name is Frank Zafaldi, and uh, am I supposed to explain why I always use the default controller configuration? If you do. I got it. Okay. Um, and I uh, always start with the default custom configuration, controller configuration, custom configuration. Um, but I will automatically change uh, the camera inversing if I don't agree with it. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes the buttons are wrong, man. Like um, this morning... I was playing uh, as one as one does uh, Dragon's Lair on the NES. Naturally. Oh yeah! The I actually think it's a really interesting game. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> it, it is a really interesting game, and uh, the buttons are reversed on that, where uh, uh, B is jump and A is action, and that's just objectively no. wrong. So that's wrong. Uh, yeah. In in, uh, in in Tim's Mister that's in my house uh, that he plays every game on, um, I, uh, I I changed the the button config on that. So sometimes I do it when it's just objectively wrong. Mister lets you remap the buttons per game. That's you, right. Right. It's very that's nice. Right. Uh, it doesn't yeah. have to be per core. Mm -hmm. Quite smart. Useful for uh, every Sega Genesis game where uh, there was almost zero agreement uh, over what button was what, except for the games where every button was the, the thing. Yeah. Oh, I want to say not only are those two buttons reversed, select is pause. Ooh, so, shoot. Yeah. That's some those, absolute. Those were bad people that made that interesting game. Absolute contrarianism there. Um, I'm Tim Rogers, and I, I uh, you know, I'm one of those people who, uh, with movies, I, I follow directors, right? We all probably do this to a certain extent. I like directors. You know, apparently yeah, this is, that's, their house. apparently that's a weird thing these days uh, with the kids. The kids don't all uh, follow directors as much uh, as you might expect. They, they go out more after their favorite superheroes or whatever, you know, cynical old guy complaint I can uh, histrionically, uh, theatrically make here. I like, I follow directors. And in a similar way, I, I, I follow uh, specific staff members of video games, and we need not get into that. This is building up to me saying, I respect designers. And one of the things the designers do is choose which buttons uh, you should use uh, for a game. So I, too, always check out the default control scheme. But when stuff is objectively wrong... As in, you know, the B button being to jump and the A button being to attack Ugh. on a Nintendo Entertainment System game. I look up the names of all the people responsible for that game and I put them on my list. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, I never, never, never trust them ever again. <laughs> um, and also, as, reg as regards modern, the Super Metroid, what's going on there? X button to shoot, A button to jump? On a Nintendo yeah. game for the Super Nintendo, it was it's Y and B, you god darn Nimrods. They're on my god darn list, right? Yeah. Um, and in modern times, uh, I respect the default uh, usually, but uh, if any if a game requires me to use L, uh, L and R, like for example, the Yakuza games, I can't hold down. Like I cannot hold the the R B down while pressing yeah. face buttons. It feels so uncomfortable. Or at least it feels so uncomfortable compared to the to the luxury of using my ring finger 
to depress a nice little hair trigger paddle on the back of an Xbox Elite controller oh, and just hold that down and then, you know, because I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm holding down the god darn right bumper button about 90% of the time during every battle in the Yakuza game, right? You know, you got to. Uh, for your combos, right? I just mash, but uh, <laughs> you know you can get pretty good at the combo. You just press the uh, press press the the. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm trying to think in terms of PlayStation people. Uh, everybody plays these games on PlayStation. Press the triangle button every once in a while. Give it a yeah. shot. You, you I, pepper I it in there. You, pep, you pepper it in there. You pepper it in there. You 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 just you put it in there every couple of hits. Um, but yeah, uh, and stick clicks. I don't trust any game developer who puts something absolutely essential on a stick click. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Shouldn't do yeah. it. Don't like those either. Stick so I put click the, should just be like center camera, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fine. My default for my paddles on my Xbox controller is uh, I'm going to show you with my fingers, and you can assume going uh, going clockwise from upper left for the listener. Uh, my default for my paddles is LB, RB, uh, right stick, left stick. <laughs> right? It's just uh, I keep those on the paddles. By default, if a game is, uh, you know, I, I, I do change those for... I have like 20 different profiles for the controller, for the paddles alone. So um, one nice thing about the Xbox accessories app uh, that they've just kind of blown the doors off of uh, accessibility and such is they let you put whatever button you want on whatever button you want. It's not just the paddles. You know, you can remap, you can wrap any button to paddles. You can map uh, paddles as shift. For Armored Core, I've had to put stuff on a shift. There's like more than 12 actions I want to be able to perform while not removing my my right thumb from the right analog stick. It's just uh, it's a real hamburger handful of a video game. So I guess my answer to this question is default control scheme. Uh, it's been it's been four it's been four months. I'm rounding up. I'm a 45 year old man. I don't read video game reviews because I am video game reviews. I don't need default control schemes because I I can make my god darn own. So forget it, forget <laughs> it. Thank you. We got one more person on the show. That's true. Uh, who cares? He probably <laughs> agrees with me, right? Well, uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and it's true that I don't have that much to add at this point because uh, everybody done said it. I definitely do not like, you know, you, you, you start playing a, a PS2 game from mm-hmm. 2001, and the, the, the camera is like, who thinks this is right? Uh, where, where you're not moving the camera, but the world instead. Because oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's the idea that you couldn't envision a camera and that the world makes more sense to move. That has finally stopped, and I think everybody's accepted that you move the camera, not the world. But uh, it used to be pretty weird like that. And uh, sometimes I would find that when I would change it, especially in, for example, a flying game where it's like, wait, do I want up to go down or up to go up? Sometimes when I change it, I forget what I like, like yeah. <laughs> which way is the good one. I'm like, wait, every, now everything feels wrong. So, I think it uh, depends on the, on the game. It does. Most of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that can sometimes happen. And, and just as a little defender of select as pause, that happens on PC Engine games sometimes because they need three buttons and they use run as... Yeah, that is not what happened here. But the it, star button yeah. seems, <laughs> seems to do nothing. But that's also stupid because uh, when you got when you got run as a button that you have to hit right next to select and run and select, hit together, reset your game, mm-hmm. get into real situations. Remember like Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition for the uh, special Champion Edition? <laughs> The Sega Genesis. They put the word "special" in the name to make it sound yeah, like that was that was the least they could do. Did uh, start switch like, between punch and kick? Is that what it did? Yeah, yes. yeah. You press start to change the buttons between punch and kick. If you if you if you uh, like uh, like the wild. It, it, after the manner of the typical vagabond happened to lack the six button controller, you must press start to oh, that's to switch to switch yeah, that... between punches and kicks. There was a real button shortage. Uh, uh, amongst uh, the the Sega Genesis fan community at that the point in time, the great button shortage of the '90s that uh, that the Jaguar tri- uh, overcorrected toward by having 15 <laughs> yeah, million buttons. Yeah. Speaking you of know, the Jaguar, I think that takes us into our first topic. Let's do okay. it, Frank Cifaldi. I want to ask you how that pop up Jaguar museum turned out during our week away from the show. Cool. Uh, okay, so yeah, I just got back from um, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. How where tired are your arms? <laughs> I didn't say fly back. Oh, you didn't. God darn yeah, it. Gotcha. Doesn't work. Doesn't work, Brad. How, how tired uh. are your guts? <laughs> <laughs> um, the nonprofit that I run, Video Game History Foundation, we put on a little pop-up museum every year um, at that expo. And uh, we're way too ambitious. Normally, a museum at a show like this is like, 
we set up some old systems and you can touch them, but we want to actually do a museum exhibit. I think I think I'm just cosplaying running a museum because we're never actually going to do that. And this year's theme by request was the Atari Jaguar done somewhat under duress, but um, jovially under duress, if that Love makes sense. Love that Jaguar. Nothing like a jovial duress, uh, am Just I like right? this podcast. <laughs> that kind of describes most uh, video games, because, you know, you, they're, they're manufactured uh, discomforts, right? I mean, it's friction. Sure. You know, yeah. Fun, yeah. fun friction. Jo- jovial duress. Jovial duress is video game friction. I like that. Fun, fun friction. Yeah, there we have it. So we, we set up a pretty good exhibit because we were able to borrow uh, between two collectors the, the full uh, library of commercial games, including most of the modern homebrewy stuff. Did you guys know? I didn't know that that system was officially opened like after yes. its lifespan. I think that's so fascinating. That's why that's why Songbird was able to just swoop right. in and get all that stuff going because it was... Yeah, Songbird became a company because Hasbro inherited the Atari Jaguar and for some reason in 1999 like years after the system was very dead they opened it up to let anyone publish games for it that's just so weird and it's like I don't know the story there but it um it just kind of seems like someone in power just wanted to yeah, that's yeah, the only explanation I, that makes sense to oh, me. Oh, that rules. I never really thought about why it happened, but I did I did know about it. And I think that's part of, for me, what kept my interest in the Jaguar, because I knew there was, you know, like early insert credit days, I was reporting on Jaguar homebrew community. Well, I was going to say, like, that news is like the ultimate insert credit story. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like the site hadn't started yet, but like that is that is the most mm-hmm. insert credity thing. Yeah, <laughs> that ever happened. You can now make Jaguar games officially. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we set up this whole exhibit that showed all the commercial games, had a bunch of little historical facts. I set up six kiosks with very carefully selected games. Um, my favorite kiosk, actually. So every, all the kiosks were run by Big Pimu, which is the Jaguar emulator that came out, I don't know, this year, I think, um, mm-hmm. by by Rich Whitehouse. And, and I got him to make a custom script for me where... Um, it just kind of spins the wheel and, and picks a random Jaguar game um, nice. from all of them. And you see it on screen. You see like the, the, the list scrolling um, and it makes a gunshot sound because I think of it as Russian roulette. But the entire chamber is full because it's the Jaguar. Right. Um, Very good. Yeah. Oh, there's probably a, there's probably some fun to be had on the there's Jaguar. Fun. There's got to be there's got to be some fun to be had. I like that first Rayman. It's got a lot of really good pixels. There's there's uh, fun yeah, for I a certain so. kind of a person. I will tell yeah. you what. Everybody loves Rayman. Little kids cannot get enough of Ultra Vortex, the yeah. Mortal Kombat-like fighting game on the Jaguar. That makes sense. Little kids Little were kids screaming. Like- they were like they were just hitting each other and screaming and laughing and having the best time. All they'd ever seen is just like Luffy from One Piece and uh, Boba <laughs> Fett from the Book of Boba Fett whipping each other with pool noodles and Fortnite, right? Yeah. So you give them a little taste of the good old terrible red, right? Yeah. You, know, you get them hard hooked on that digital red. So, you know, just a little taste of that 90s style. Right. I want to make sure with the time I have left, I get into the actual cool stuff. So we were able to borrow um, a hot rod dental camera, um, which is a dental camera from the early 2000s that actually the guy needed a shell for his dental camera. And he went to the injection molding place and they're like, hey, you know, this video game company just went out of business. I think your stuff would fit in here. Long story short, he bought the Atari Jaguar molds and his dental camera just looks like a white jaguar so i'd never seen one working that that was the coolest thing to me this is the first time anyone has ever demonstrated yeah i've I've never seen one functional so that that was really neat yeah so we borrowed that was actually the demo unit he brought to like dental trade shows oh yeah because that guy's just here in belmont and and one of the people who works for him goes to the show so we had it set up and i bought a video printer and um i allowed people to uh take pictures of their teeth like you'd monitor it in real time on a crt and you could print a picture did you save any lives did you catch any like uh about to burstulous abscesses or anything no but we literally did find a cavity which i thought was pretty good rules um Almost no one took me up on printing their teeth. Everyone is self-conscious about their teeth. And also, everyone's teeth suck. It doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, yeah. Everyone has bad teeth. It's Mine okay. Mine are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've purchased basically a really nice used Mercedes-Benz on my teeth in the past uh, <laughs> six years or so. I took pictures 
of my plaque. I, I just got right up in there. I'm telling you. My teeth that have held up to scrutiny. My teeth look so big right now because the uh, the the gums are just no longer inflamed oh, at all. Ah. There is just no inflammation on my gums at all. They so are so are healthy. Big? Yeah, so the teeth look bigger because the big gums. <laughs> when the when the gums are inflamed, they they like start to cover the teeth <laughs> up, that's and you end up with like baby teeth. Wait, I want I wanted to hear. Did just, you say that's time? Because I wasn't done. Talking yes. about the cool stuff because Tim oh, had to talk oh. about his teeth. Oh, teeth wanna... <laughs> is good though. Teeth is good. I want to hear about the a Mercedes, cats. a good, a yeah. decent, a decent. We got to talk about the kittens. Stop All talking. Right. Okay. Uh, cats suck. So I partnered with a local cat rescue um, in Portland, and um, they installed what they called snuggle tents. Um, and what uh, I called an exhibit on tiny jaguars. Um, we had two tents, six by six, that were just full of kittens, five to six kittens each. For $5 donated to this uh, rescue, uh, you got five minutes in a tent to uh, oh, wow. to uh, have your way with the kittens in, in, a, in a nice way. <laughs> um, and um, I didn't see any pictures of the kittens. That's what surprised me. Oh, I've got some. I can send some. Okay, um, the kittens had jaguar costumes. Oh, really? Uh, they, they had little like jaguar print bandanas on. Um, nice. And they and they put some jungle theming on the uh, the tents, which was very cute. Yeah, and you got come pet the cat, obviously. As oh, the, I had a sign that said "Come pet the cats." Yeah, yeah, because you got to do um, that. Yeah. And uh, did you did you uh, listen to my suggestion about uh, uh, printing out and uh, enlarging uh, Dave Halverson's Cybermorph uh, article? I, uh, I I heard but did not listen to. Um, <laughs> uh, you should have done it. It would have been good. Uh, just frame it like professionally. I, I, I thought about it. I, I just didn't, there wasn't space and it was too hard to explain. But uh, uh, long story short, so the two tents work, the, the kittens only work four hours a day. Union rules. Because um, they're kittens. And uh, they were booked the entire time. We raised $1,500 to help kittens. Oh, wow. That's great. And everyone who works at the show is like, we have to have kittens every year. The rescue is <laughs> like, we have to come every year. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I believe next year we will do it again, probably with three tents instead of two. But uh, um, how are you going to theme it? Well, that's the thing. I think once you've done it once, do you really have to theme it? But if we really, really had oh, to theme yeah. it, I think I could do a small exhibit that's like great moments of cats in video games and just have that as a permanent exhibit next yeah. to the, the tent. Or you could also just name the tents. Like you got your Bubsy Ooh, tent, you got your Bubsy Jaguar room. tent. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, your just Blinks name the, the Time Sweeper tent. Yeah, l- yeah. Blinks Blinks ain't it. no god darn cat. He's a, he's, a, he's a forest creature. He's some fictional thing. I don't know. Maybe he's not. I don't he care. He does walk on hind legs, so he's not not a regular one anyway. Tie the Tasmanian tiger, Bubsy. You can figure it out. That's In summary, enough. kids love Ultra Vortec, and uh-huh. uh, and and, and we raise a lot of money for kittens. I love it. Love it. There, I had this situation in the airport somewhat recently where I was sitting with my dog, and some guy came over, just like walked over from like a hundred feet away, and he says, "Excuse me," and I go, "Yeah," and he says. My son is allergic to dogs. And I go, okay. And he goes, would you mind sitting over there? And he pointed at like the next gate, like a gate down. And I'm looking at this god darn Rolex wearing like, looked like a dentist, right? He looked like a dentist. Let's let's leave it at that. And I'm just like, what? And I'm like, where did you even come from? And so my question is, did anybody do that at, uh, with cats? Uh, at the, did anybody walk by these obviously contained tents full of kittens and go, I'm sorry, I'm allergic to cats. I'm just imagining that guy showing up. Uh, no, I, I, there, were, there was no even talk of allergies other than people who had allergies but did the tent anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like people don't That's care. That's a classic. I'm one. just imagining that guy showing up and being like, excuse me. I was also honestly imagining that guy showing up. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't <laughs> This happen. is a health code violation, I'm afraid. Always shows up. Always god darn sh- I have people come up and tell me they're allergic to dogs quite frequently when I'm walking my dog. It must be a New York guy thing. It's like, excuse me, I'm allergic to dogs. Could you please sit over there? That was the first time I'd ever gotten that was in the airport. I was nowhere near this guy, too. Like, what the heck? I'm sniffling here. Yeah. It's yeah. so, like, my son is allergic to dogs. All right, I got a question for you. Sounds like his problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him. Our next question comes from the winner of episode three hundred seven eight four plays Tina Carter three hundred seven J. That's correct. Uh, Is taking advantage of a game's technical system when playing in a single player environment cheating? Does that mean exploiting weird 
physics and things like that? What does that mean? She gives some examples, uh, such as uh, save scumming in Baldur's Gate, or time travel in Animal Crossing, or item duping in Tears of the Kingdom, reloading a save to get all the endings. Mm. Is that cheating if it's a one-player game? I mean, there's there's no uh, there's no single answer for that. It's it's yeah. too it's too broad a topic. Um, time travel in Animal Crossing, yes. Uh, save scumming in an RPG, maybe. Uh, how do you feel about it? Right. What's the role you're playing? Time travel in Animal Crossing is is grotesque. Uh, I would say at that point, just don't play the game. Yeah, you're cheating yourself out of the game. Like, what? What? Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so I mean, I I just want to immediately start talking about this now. Um, I remember when the new Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, uh, the New Horizons or whatever it's called, came out. The Switch one when it just came out at the beginning of the coronavirus, March twentieth, twenty twenty. Um, the you know the same day Doom Eternal came out. I was racked with illness from the horrors of the coronavirus when the game arrived and lying in my bed. Uh, struggling to breathe, I read the IGN review of Animal Crossing, yeah. um, and in the like second paragraph, the reviewer guy goes, "The game is so slow to to deal out uh, new mechanics. You're expected to wait a day between. You have to meet meet your quota for this, and then wait a day, and then meet your quota for this, and wait a day. It'll take uh, players 18 days to unlock everything in the game." It is in this reviewer's humble opinion that you uh, manipulate the clock on your Switch to get all of the stuff in one day. And he goes through this long process of explaining it. And I'm like, oh, this is the perspective of a guy who had to review this game for his job. But then you start learning that, like, everyone's doing this. And it's like Mimsy's, like, building up her house and her island. And then her friend is, like, invites her over to her island. And we've got her friend's island on the TV and it's like her friends got like convenience stores and robes and stuff. And we're like, what is what is she doing over there in Manhattan uh, with this Animal Crossing? Like, what what's she god darn doing? And it's like at that moment, this solitary uh, sort of bad habit one engages in in the privacy of their own bedroom. Uh, you know, this 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 time traveling in Animal Crossing became another person's sort of semi problem. Which was for me, I was like, I didn't know all this stuff was in here. What's going on? Like, uh, why does she got all this god darn stuff, right? And so to me, that's that's no good. Um, I don't think you should do that. And I also think Nintendo should just make better video games than Animal Crossing. So that's my opinion about that. Everything else, I mean, who knows? Some other things to throw in there, which is coming at it sort of from another direction. There's some games that I feel like are cheating me. Oh, yeah. Mm. A game where, where, where the game is going along at an even pace, and then suddenly there's just this difficulty wall that is ridiculous. And I feel like if I do something to get past that, then that's not cheating because I was being cheated and I'm just reacting to it. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. Because I, I it, think a lot of people's aversion like to the very idea of grinding in a JRPG, I think a lot of people who are just like, they're just immediately... Like, yeah, I'm okay with grinding. They have, an, they have a, Well, yeah, okay, so I think a lot, of, a lot of the people who have a strong aversion to grinding, they probably feel like grinding is kind of cheating, you know? Uh, grinding be. does feel a little a little a little cheaty you know uh, it, it feels like oh i'm just making my guys way stronger than the boss it's also sort of semi-encouraged at the same time so it, it is it is I'm, I'm talking specifically about something like where where uh you're playing a, a beat-em-up platform game and then suddenly there's a level with, with uh uh like death pits tons of death pits oh, and like yeah, things yeah. designed to knock you off and it's like okay you guys are cheating me so i'm gonna skip past this and get back back to the fun part yeah so how would you make a better animal crossing then me oh goodness yeah you said nintendo should make better games you think you could make a better animal crossing how much time do we have left on this one question? minute serious no <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn, though. I made a very, I made a very long video about how one would make a better Animal Crossing, and it has well over a million views now. Oh, that's fair. Yes, with an average view duration of eighty-eight minutes, so that's a lot. I Is mean, that your Boku no y- Natsuyasumi one? Yeah, yeah. I figured. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything, though. The very end of the video, for the last twenty minutes, I'm like, and that's why Animal Crossing sucks. <laughs> and I explain why. That's that's Wait, a little spoiler. Who's, who's Nazi asked me was that? I keep forgetting. His name is Kubota Boku. His name is Boku Kubota. His literal first name is Boku. That's a spoiler for Boku no Nazi Asami as well. Sorry, everybody. It's literally the you find that out at the very end. Is the Kubota a, f- a first name? 
No, it's his last name. Okay, that makes a lot so of sense. So his first name is Boku. His first name is okay. literally Boku, which okay. kind of rules. Imagine if your first name was myself. <laughs> myself, myself Sheffield. Myself Sheffield. I don't think I like it. I don't think I like that. <laughs> I Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, I comma is my first name. Time for our Have You Seen the News Lately segment. Oh, yeah. Have you seen oh, it? I've seen it. The Microsoft Activision deal has finally actually happened. Uh, what happens now? Oh, man. Well, what happens now? Like, you're asking, you're literally asking what happens now. I'm going to tell you what happens now. What happens now is the good times roll is what <laughs> happens now. <laughs> yeah. Call I think of uh, Duty also- on Game Pass, dude. Come on. We see who buys, uh, who Sony buys is is definitely one thing that happens now. And another Mm -hmm. thing that could happen, which would be very funny. Everybody Sony's bought is all, is, is in secret, right? I guess it it would be, they own own stuff under the table. It would be funny if uh, Microsoft released Spider-Man 2 for the Xbox on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, That would be a funny thing that they could do right now. Um, That, I think, I feel like those kinds of shenanigans occurring would be a fun side effect of this but i don't know if that's what's gonna occur good old activision the active television it's interesting that they're owned by someone now so fun we've come a long way since uh pitfall harry you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. barnstormer what else did they make on the Atari? Barnstorming, excuse me fantastic game <laughs> barnstorming is actually one of the most legit 2600 yeah, games really to be good. honest <laughs> uh, it's it's like legit i was playing that on my mister literally yesterday for no reason i had fired up barnstorming and i was like oh this is pretty legit yeah yeah you know why i fired the mister up was to play sega saturn games and then you ended up on barnstorming yeah that's 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 mister life right there that's what it's <laughs> I was like play, i was playing sega rally as one does doing f- just free running in sega rally which is yeah. one of the most delightful experiences you can have on a video game and then i was like you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Barnstorming. So they got to get that on Game Pass. Barnstorming, dude. They got to do it. <laughs> they could. The sky's the limit Yeah, now. I think something that might be interesting to do would be, like, what What if uh, Microsoft starts getting Activision's, like, licensed format studios to make some weird Microsoft license games? Uh, whatever license licenses Microsoft owns, just be like, all right, guys, you got to make something with this. That would be neat, yeah. maybe possibly or weird i'm really trying to care about this uh this <laughs> little fun fact that people maybe forgot but uh, uh activision owns sierra but mm. I, I can't i can't think of anything that i care about there i'm sorry oh. king's quest fans king's quest sucks Blast. king's quest dude now i'm looking forward to 3d ultra pinball making it onto game pass mm, could could do so King's Quest kind of, we, we will admit King's Quest kind of sucks, but Diddy's Kong Quest is pretty good. Yeah. As discussed in our previous recording, I have not played that one yet. Yeah. If only Microsoft owned Rare. <laughs> and they could, uh, they could yeah. get... Uh, what would that could, be like? Do a ROM hack with new characters? King's Quest, call it Kong's Quest. Uh, wait, they can't do They can't actually do that, though, because Diddy Kong is owned by Nintendo, right? Is Quest 64 the most amount of Quest in a game? 64? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a Quest 69 on Steam or something. There's probably an infinite Quest app on Mm. the App Store or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just an infinite jest um, license game. Infinite Quest. Yeah. How would you even make an infinite jest video game? Is that the question? Yeah, that is the question. You you just uh, make sure the jokes never stop coming, just to all as many jokes as you can get. You gotta love those jokes. Jovial duress, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry can now cross over with Halo. That's mm. that's the uh, that's yeah. That's going hey, on uh, Master Chief helmets in Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Oh, good. right, because you got the king in there as Activision Blizzard King, which is which is what Microsoft swears is the real reason they're buying this. Activision Blizzard King's uh, Quest Sierra. Right. <laughs> oh my yeah, God! How deep does this go? We're really onto something. It's here. Easy, easy to forget that Activision was already uh, like a huge conglomerate of 15 other companies and now microsoft there's a, there's there's a yard sale in my merger is basically <laughs> yeah. what it feels like right yeah yeah it's like there's it's a weird man there's a whole bunch of there's a yard sale in my merger there's a garage full of stuff here it's not just overwatch and diablo and call of duty did you see that activision did a uh they did like a investor call during the 
time that they thought it was going to be approved, but it wasn't approved yet. And then they had that um, talk show host that nobody likes, who doesn't, um, who's mean well, to a lot of those to, to servers. Um, oh, uh, James Corden. Yeah, there you go. He was he was in he was just there. He was just in the call, and he was like interviewing one of the Activision people. They hired entertainment for an investor call. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I hadn't heard of that either. It was You got to do was, something to stay ahead of the competition, uh, I guess. One of our people was in the call and and just sent dropped a screenshot of him there going like, "Hey," with jazz hands and uh oh, we no. were like, "Why?" <laughs> that guy's that's speaking of people who should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy with the the car <laughs> singing in the car. Right? Yeah, that the very thing. And then wasn't 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 his concept of the singing with celebrities in a car like purchased by someone else to like do uh, <laughs> elsewhere with other people? Yeah, it's like it's like can you imagine like hosting a TV show that people make fun of? That then you know you have like one idea that's not even good, like at all. That someone's like, hey, we'll give you some money for this one not even good idea that you have in your show that you're gonna quit uh, pretty soon. And you're, yeah, all right, I guess that god darn guy. The funniest thing about that show is that the car is being towed the whole time. Nobody's actually driving. The funny, nice. the funniest thing about that show is imagining someone building like a double coffin to fit both that guy and <laughs> Jimmy Fallon in there, and putting a big instead of instead of a god darned uh, American flag draped over the coffin at the funeral, like a big lobster bib. You know? <laughs> so mm, you're hungry. at a family dinner, and your six-year-old nephew asks if you've got any games on your phone. What do you show him? Uh, Random.org. I've got random.org. I'm sure you can flip coins. You can try to guess how many heads you're going to get out of five. Uh, then you can go to seven if you want. Go to 11 if you want. Oh, he'd love Listen, that. Yeah. He'd be really into that. Endless entertainment. And also, you, you, you can identify if the child is any kind of a burgeoning mathematician as well uh, during that particular uh, experience. What I would try to do is show Zaga 33. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the, the Michael Bro roguelike-ish thing. Um, uh-huh. but then the nephew would notice that uh, Vampire Survivor is right above that and <laughs> would just play that um, for yeah. the rest of the day is what would happen. You're going to have to hide it. Vampire Survivor. So I don't, I don't have games on my phone because I'm not lacking an opportunity to play video games. Like whenever I want to, I can just do that and I don't need more of it. So what are you going to do for your nephew? Well, I do. Uh, so I have one game on my phone. It was uh, Tim's pointing at Slack on his phone. No, <laughs> he was. no, it's <laughs> random. It's random. random. Okay, and uh, the one game on my phone uh, I was feeling nostalgic for, and I grabbed it. Uh, Super Hexagon. So I guess that's mm. what my uh, my nephew's playing. Is I'm gonna see how how far he can get oh. on, on on Super Hexagon. Not a bad one. I do I do a lot of um, second screen entertainment because I watch these. Uh, these just terrible, awful movies that I that I sometimes recommend when I find a good one. But uh, a lot of the time, it's just you know people people in a room with '90s hair uh, yelling at each other things that they don't really even understand. And so I play a lot of Hold Down during that time. Oh, I don't know yeah, if my nephew is gonna like Hold Down, but uh, I play a lot of Hold Down. I got a got a new high, high score the other day, twelve sixty eight, pretty pretty decently. Twelve sixty eight. Yeah, I'm just going to remember that number forever for no reason now. Yeah, might as well. Because I sang it as a jingle. Is that why? Well, Jeff, if I if I beat it, I'll let you know, and then you can uh, remember a new I'll number. I'll update my score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be your living hold-down scoreboard from here on Thanks, out. Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's it's too, too bad you couldn't get one more point, huh? It is. Because uh, then it would be For what reason? It is too bad. Oh. <laughs> it is too bad. Well, uh, sorry, nephew. And then you could say, oh, I am a 1269, is what you would say. And it'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Show up been, at a party. See, I, bet, I bet you thought when I said one more point, uh, sixty. you just thought 69 itself was the uh, entirety of the joke. No. And there was yes, a slightly, slightly more, more uh, <laughs> a, a, a richer numerological interest than you might have at first perceived, which is why I saw fit to explain it myself. That's the kind of person who has random.org queued up on their phone for a nephew ready to go. I've got it Someone right there. Someone thinks a lot about number puns. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, of course, you know, you go to random.org and you use the British, the English one pound coin as your coin yeah. flipper. And then you just do fives and sevens. You go, I'm betting on heads, I'm betting on tails, and you just flip them. Why is that the premium coin? 
That's it. I like it. You ever you ever hold a Brit uh, a British um, one pound coin? They're pretty solid. I have. Yeah, there's a nice weight to it. Yep. Yeah, it's very it's very satisfying, mate. Sterling. Very nice. One pound sterling. It weighs a, a real pog slammer of a coin. You just said there's a nice weight to the pound. Yeah. 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 Very, <laughs> very good. sure did. Yeah. You carry around 10 of those things, you're you're uh, getting pretty tough. Yeah. 10 pounds, 20 pounds. I mean, it, it, is a, it is a very good coin. Um, yeah, it's a good coin. You know, it's, it's a, it's right, a I'm going to have to reflect coin. on that as we take a break. We'll be right back. Y'all ready for this? Welcome back to Insert Credit. Let's go to the dirt bag, why don't we? This hey, why not? question asker is Tom Arrow. Now, let me tell you about Tom Arrow. Tom Arrow is one of the fine people who gave us a few bucks a month to get on our list of patrons at patreon.com slash insert credit. Uh, oh, he pays he pays the money just to get on the list. That's yeah, it. Yeah, he pays money to get on that list. He, he gets some other cool stuff too. That's, that's you know interesting. That's interesting. It's true. He also gets a bonus episode every month and other cool surprises that only people who are exclusive members of this Patreon could tell you about. It's going to be a bunch of weird bonus stuff uh, coming up in the in the in the next yeah. month or so. so coming at you. Does he, does he get each episode of the podcast uh, early? No. <laughs> Oh, why not? not. That's <laughs> 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 why not? What, what the heck? Well, that sounds like a pretty bad deal for him. Then, I mean, yeah, I, don't no, know. I guess it's a scam. <laughs> Regardless, we are very appreciative towards those who choose to take this dirtbag segment up upon their shoulders. Uh, oh, one yeah. of those people being Tom Arrow, who asks. What are some other video game franchises that could make interesting use of the Sonic and Knuckles lock-on technology? The thing that lets you slap other Sonic games into the top of your cart. Well, it's not just DLC. Like, isn't that every game? Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's right. It kind of is. Basically, uh, Sonic and Knuckles predicted the future in that yeah. regard. I'd say. I think to be in the in the spirit of the question, we should we should go like of the era. Oh, older titles get like pasted onto newer newer. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that just uh, memory card like save files? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. no. It's got to take data from the old game. That, yeah. That's that's the spirit of it. Is that it takes data from a prior yeah. prior released game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you could, if you want to, capture the spirit of the lock-on technology with a DLC or an add-on in a modern game in a manner that doesn't, you know, you don't. It doesn't have to literally be a physical cartridge that clicks yeah. into a, another cartridge. I think you can capture the spirit of it. Okay, so I, I just, um, I, I've been living a lie for the past couple of years. <laughs> I, I'd actually never finished the game Lost Judgment for the with it's the one it's the one Yakuza series game I never finished. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten to the end of it and then just not really I I didn't um, I don't I don't want to sound like a hater. I just I, I didn't really care anymore. Well the problem with that one is the the story is like it, it foreshadows it so successfully and you gotta wait yeah. for the characters to be like really to mm-hmm. all this stuff that you've already yeah. been shown. So it's it's a little hard to care. It's like uh it's I mean I hate to be one of those guys who's like I saw the ending coming a mile away, but it's like I yeah. think everybody did and they it's did. like it, it was at a point where it was everyone uh, accepts the characters, which is when when that gets real frustrating. Oh, that's when, frustrating when, yeah. when a critic busts out the word melodrama often they're they're referring to a story of of far foregone conclusions where you're just waiting for the characters to catch up with the audience's investment and uh, you're just watching them go through the motions anyway I, I beat the game did you beat it brandon yeah yeah okay so i beat the game had a good time because now i'm free to finally do the school side quests maybe i'm a freak i don't like doing the side quests in a yakuza game until i've finished the story because I like to think of them as the filler episodes between the arcs in the anime. Does that make sense? Wait, yeah. sorry. Lost Judgment. I actually haven't played Lost Judgment yet. Just the oh, first Oh, you haven't? One. It's the next one I'm going to play. And so I haven't done any of the school stuff. Um, oh, so let's just say Lost Judgment is, I think it's, I think it's the worst Yakuza-adjacent game. Damn. I think. But but it's still a good time. I'm in that situation with Yakuza Six right now, which I'm currently experiencing. Experiencing. You don't really like Yakuza Six. No, I like. There's a lot of good stuff in it, but uh, not enough side quests. Side quests end halfway through. 
also they're just so mean to Haruka all in all of these games, but especially in this one where they're oh, just especially like, in six. It's kind of the point of the story. There. Yeah, she's she's the woman character, so let's make the bad thing. Even though she's mm-hmm, like nine, mm-hmm. just nineteen now. After anyway, but uh, we're talking about the lock on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the reason I'm talking about lock on, apropos of this, is Lost Judgment. Lost Judgment makes several references to the Yakuza series. Okay. As you would expect, you wouldn't expect them to like ignore the Yakuza series in the Judgment series, right? Uh, even though the Yakuza series, I guess, mostly ignores the Judgment series. I just kind of thought, it, you know, it being Sega and all, and it being two series, there, there are references to Yakuza in Lost Judgment, and it's been confirmed that a character from Judgment is in the new Yakuza game. So I just thought the the way to actually bring forward the idea of the lock on DLC would be to like the, you know like your partner in judgment is uh is that Kaito guy who's like a cool guy who's like an ex yakuza mm-hmm. like to really truly bring this is I'm answering this question a little too seriously now to really truly bring the lock on cartridge idea into the future would be like to release a version of Yakuza Four or whatever that you play as a guy from judgment but it's his past or whatever right mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah that's that's the only thing that strikes me in my head is like it's just like here's a remaster of this game but now you're playing as a guy from another series that yeah. is connected and you're seeing what he was doing during that story. It interweaves throughout. Oh, like the GTA 4 DLCs. Yes, yes, yes. Like the yeah, it exactly. It makes sense because the the whole time I was playing Judgment, I was like, I wish this was uh, Akiyama instead or somebody like that. And uh, if if they had uh, put whatever was going on with him in the same town at the same time, uh, I would I would play that. I have a stupid answer I mean, too. Oh, Frank, I, I, can I, can I do my stupid answer first? Um, I think you should be able to lock on Super Mario Brothers two with any cartridge, and what it does is it takes the victory screen at the end and recontextualizes it as Mario's dream. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just the ending to every game is yeah. Mario the ending of every dream. game is Mario dreamt it. Yeah, that's okay. pretty good. That's pretty good. Frank, you had one. Uh, I don't know that I have one, I, but I, I just. I, I like Tim's answer as a fun thing I'd like to experience, but I feel like that is just DLC again, you know, whereas yeah. I think the Sonic lock on Sonic three lock on to Sonic and Knuckles is basically like it's almost free. You know what I mean? It's just like you you now have this content in this game, like it's the same content, but now it's here. So I just keep thinking about like the ability to go explore the map in a prior game to like go get their power-ups or whatever and then like jump back to the map of where i don't know like yeah it's gotta be same engine blah 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 but like you know maybe fallout new vegas you can travel to the fallout 3 map and grab some things before going you know what i mean like is it more like the uh the the mode you did in Mega Man uh, Legacy Collection or whatever it was called, where you yeah. could jump between games. And uh, I mean, I sure. guess it's a little different, but I mean, it, but it could be something like that. The spirit right? of that yeah. is there. Because yeah. it's like a very similar game. You can jump into the content of the other one, uh, maybe with your new moves or something, if it makes sense, right? Like you could kind of backward, like, I don't know, the Arkham games, right? They're all Unreal games. They, they're probably not like copy paste, but let's just pretend they are. Right. Maybe you could go back to the older games with the abilities you have in the new game and like play through them again. But, you know, with being able to do more stuff, you know, I, th- I think that's more in the spirit than than like actual new content and stuff. Uh, when yeah. Them. I mean, well, the, the reason I say the actual new content thing and I should add, I actually would trust Ryuga Gotoku Studio to actually pull this off in a, in a good way. Uh, the, I, I think it would have to be new content to actually have the impact that the uh, the lock on technology had back then. But also I think it kind of points to a lack of imagination in the types of characters we have in video games that I can't really think how fun would it be to play Ghost of Tsushima as Kratos from God of War. How fun would it be to play? Like, imagine if Sony yeah. interconnected all their games. Now you can play. You can play Ghost of Tsushima. You can play Horizon Zero Dawn as the guy from Ghost of Tsushima. You can play. 
uh, God of War as Ellie from The Last of Us. There was a Flash right? mod of Super Mario Brothers like that where you could play as a bunch yeah. of different uh, platformer protagonists. Yeah, but it's like it's like how awesome would it be if they if if one of these first party people would do that? And I feel like with these these Marvel games, so they have three Spider Man games now. They've got a Wolverine game coming out. If they would have it be like you can play the original Spider Man or you can play the the Wolverine game as Spider Man with a DLC. Like I don't know. Even if it's well, like like I think the spirit here would be you can run around the city. You know, and there might be a couple yeah, little side missions, yeah. right? Like th- like there might be some new content, just, but just like a tiny bit, right? It's like yeah, yeah. You can't play Wolverine's story. You can revisit New York as Wolverine, and he's got like a very small mission chain, and it's just a fun afternoon. Like I think that's yeah, a really yeah. great way of doing this yeah i want to play uh dino crisis 2 as leon kennedy and it just has new cutscenes, and he's like dinosaurs what what <laughs> i want to play the last of us 2 as kratos dude that's what i want to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that would be pretty legit especially if if he just replaces uh, uh ellie and like all the cutscenes. i think that would be like really legit if we want to do what what the what the the dream of the late eighties early oh no the the early nineties always was for a certain subset of person we got Super Mario Brothers Wonder and we got Sonic superheroes coming mm-hmm. out at the same time same uh, day put, right put Sonic yeah put Sonic in Mario put Mario in Sonic call it a day Just well, do I it. did yeah. that already in my fanfic. Yeah, <laughs> they bl- they blew the doors off the idea with uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, but then nobody went in That's after right. the doors were blown off. Yeah, the doors were just off. The doors got blown off, and now there's just no the horses doors were free, and, and nobody came. Big elaborate Olympic doors. Yeah, the no, the, there's the, there's no doors, and the room is empty. Speaking of Yakuza, mm. it's been two months since our episode 300, uh, which means as per our arrangement. It's time to design a mini game for Insert Credit, the video game. Oh. Is that the question? Yes. Oh. <laughs> mini game. Man, I've, I've forgotten so much about what we were even talking about. It was a Yakuza-like set in 2012 Oakland. In Oakland, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we designed some mini games at the time. We did. And there's a fast travel to get from Temescal to Emeryville, which is very funny. Uh, we should def- we should have a design a pizza. Yeah, that's like actually exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, oh, that's so good. I, I, we have it's to. Not, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's like a, it's it's a multi stage. It's basically Odin no Yodi uh, for the yeah. Sony PlayStation, where it's like a multi stage. Uh, Odin no pizza. You've got to make pizza. Yeah, and that's it. And it's it's multiple stages. I think it's uh you know I don't know why this uh, this is out of character, but part time job. At the pizza place, the lane mm-hmm. sweater or whatever. And um, it's basically diner dash, but Yakuza, right? I, I think yeah. that's I think that's the way uh-huh. to do it. Uh-huh. You know, you have to make sure you're getting the correct order. You have to make sure you're not upsetting. Well, I guess that now that I think about it, like running the club was diner dash, yeah, right? It was. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's that. <laughs> but, but there's a pizza making component. Frank, have you not played Ode no Diodi for the PlayStation? Because you can no. check it out on your mister. Oh, I can. Yeah. Check it Do out. Do I need to it's, sound the air it's, horn? It's, it's it's very good. I didn't bring it up. Tim's allowed to bring it up. I get the air horn. I'm past it now. I'm just full cult member. We're done. Mr. Mister. Yeah. I remember this guy. You can play it on your mister. Are there any others that we want to do... 2012, I didn't have a dog, so I couldn't do any uh, no, any dog park mini game. I was acquainted it? with uh, at least a dozen dogs yeah. in 2012. I think we mentioned this yeah. during the uh, the yeah. previous recording. I've yeah, I think you get a lot movies. of quest lines from the dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was okay Cupid time for me. Maybe there's something there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's what I'm getting at as well. Yeah, a hundred percent, Jerry. Yeah, I don't know. If, have you ever swiped in a yakuza? Swiped. I don't know if you did. Th- well, you didn't do that in OKCube. No, it had a thing at the time. Did it? Yeah, there was a thing, but it was like secondary. Was there an like app? There? I don't remember. Yeah, there was an app, and there was swiping. <laughs> the primary use case was still like actually talking to each other, but there was a like matching by swiping thing that I, I I'm guessing is the main uh, use case now. There should yeah, there should be an app where you swipe right or left and possibly get rewards, in-game rewards, or possibly get in a fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might match someone who just wants to fight you yeah. instead oh. of it, instead of Tinder. It's like an app for getting items, right? Yeah, it's it's like a Tinder, but it's for getting items. And you just swipe right or left depending on how you feel about like the particular person's face. 
or whatever. Do you think you want what I have? And sometimes the item is a beating. (laughs) (laughs) I heard about a side quest recently. There's only two shops in the United States that get this giant Italian cheese wheel that's 350 pounds. And one of them is in the Temescal area. It's Market Hall, uh, which is near where Frank and I used to live by the Rock Ridge Bar. What's the other one then? That particular Market Hall is one of two places that gets this cheese wheel. Correct. What's the other one? In America. Wow. What's the the other other one? the The other one, believe it or not, is in Concord. Massachusetts. Concord. Oh. Concord, Massachusetts. Boom. Not the Concord that's near us. It's Concord, Massachusetts, which, it, which I'll, has I'll uh, right now. very few people compared to to the Concord, California. Um, Concord. Like, it's, it's perfect for a, a side quest because one of the, the people there was a, a friar, a father, actually, who... Uh, wandered over because he heard about the cheese and they live a few blocks away at a seminary and residence for Dominican friars. And he made a note that he is one quarter Italian. So it was very important that he be there and he blessed the cheese, um, but he was just there impromptu. He wandered over from, cause he heard about the big cheese. Uh, anyway, are we, roll- that, uh, are we rolling a cheese wheel? Is that where we're, we're rolling it? We're uh, we're we're trying to guard it in the parades so that it doesn't fall down first. Mm-hmm. There's snipers They're, trying to shoot holes through it, turn it into yeah, a Swiss yeah. cheese to devalue yeah, it. Swiss snipers. Snipers is from who, Switzerland. Is, is who's there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to put holes in the cheese. Yeah. Okay, this is it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I think with that it's time to go on to our lightning round. Oh, I just want to point out that Concord, Massachusetts is one hundred and eighty miles from my current location. Well, there you and go. if I were to leave right now. I could get there in six hours and ten minutes on an Amtrak. So, well, I could get to Market Hall in about fifteen minutes if I got in my car. Uh, six hours and ten minutes on an Amtrak. I'm gonna try to get some of that big cheese. I'll, I'll let y'all know how how it turns. Big out. old big boy cheese. Big boy cheese. Hey, yeah, why not? They must carry it at the other Market Hall, right? The, the, the Berkeley one. Nope. Isn't that affiliated? Really? Berkeley. Wow. Berkeley. They only have it at the at the Oakland one. Well, maybe they bring some over. It's possible. It's like a big thing you can go point at. Like what's up? It's a, it's a it's a huge 350 pound wheel of cheese that you can get little little bits of. You can. But you can are you it. are you able to see the big wheel somewhere, or is that? Yeah, hidden? in in uh, like behind the counter. I think so. Here, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. I'll put right, it in the I'll put it in the host. I want to go chat. see the big can, cheese. I like. Go see the big cheese. Get a picture of yourself with a big cheese, and we'll put it in the forum thread. That's a big okay. cheese. All right, if it's there, maybe you and I should coordinate and get a picture. Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah. Let's get, let's get yeah. a chunk of that cheese. Uh, yeah, that could be one of our Patreon treats. Uh, Frank <laughs> be and Brandon the Christmas the card. Could be <laughs> this year's Christmas card. <laughs> yeah, insert credit Christmas card. It's Brandon and Frank in front of the With big the cheese. cheese. Uh, yeah. Put on some Santa hats. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's time for a lightning round. I'm debuting a new game this week that I'm calling Video Game Baby Shoes. I am going to name a game... And you have to summarize its story in six words. Six words. All right. Yeah, let's do it. There we go. Your first game is Gone Home. Gone Home. Uh, I went home. I am sad. <laughs> Pretty good. Point for Brandon. Find out where everybody went to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm I'm home. Where did everybody go? <laughs> Points for all of you. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. The girl died and I am sad. It's too many words. Uh, The planets die in cloud. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. All right. The Witcher 3. Oh, I'm the Witcher. Hello, Siri. Man takes a bath before adventuring. (laughs) That's good. Oh, yeah. Big bathtub. Never used uh, except once (laughs) by a Witcher. (laughs) Silent Hill 2. Oh, no spoilers. I'm a, uh, I'm a man and my wife is dead. Wife's dead. Big bed. Oh. <laughs> That's four words. Is my wife dead? Is my wife dead? Oh, Lord. The, uh, the, the, the old hole is gone now. Isn't that four? <laughs> the old hole is trying, gone I was now. trying to figure out how Oh, to, no, that was two. That, that was two. Hole. Okay. Yeah. There was a hole here. There was a hole here. <laughs> you gotta have one more. I was trying to get it to six. That's that's the tough part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not that tough. <laughs> it, Kingdom it, Hearts it, three. It, it could it could be done. It could be done. Um. Uh. My friends 
are Kingdom Hearts 3. My Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, that's really good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Portal. The cake. The cake is alive not, today. The, the cake, <laughs> not so true, buddy. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm. Now I done seen everything. That's 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 not enough words. Now I done words. seen everything, friend. Every Partner. and thing are two different words. Now I done seen everything. Now I done seen everything. Oh, here you go. How I done did? Now I done did seen everything. Okay. Now I done did seen everything. Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, guns of the Patriots, my friend. Bali <laughs> Lule Low, okay? Guns of the Patriots, my friend. Yes. Gun. Uh, heavy rain. Uh, this rain ain't getting any heavier. <laughs> this rain ain't getting any lighter. My name is David Cage, and that's it. <laughs> Another David Cage game, you freaks. I'm David yeah. Cage. Arrest me, please. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm David Cage. Jail me, please. Well, it's time to cage this episode. <laughs> it is time to cage this episode. Guy, guy literally has cage in his name. He yeah. wants to go to jail. <laughs> he wants to be in jail. He does not want to be free. He wants to be arrested. Go get him, boys. Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, right. Tim, you've won too many episodes, so I'm penalizing you. Uh, Frank, you win this episode. Congratulations. Right. Penalizing? Yeah, you're, you've you've overflowed your win bank account, so I got to give it to the next runner-up, and that's Frank. Wonderful. Congratulations, Frank. You have homework you. for next week. Does anyone have anything they'd like to plug or recommend before next week, which will be our Halloween episode? Oh, spooky. I like to plug. I like to plug in my iPad, which was unplugged this whole time. Uh, I got a couple things. All right. One is the Devil's Blush zines that you can buy. Those are nice. Little uh, little book, got a bunch of little screenshots of oh, cool yeah. video games in it. They're nice and kind of fun to look at. So uh, there's volume one and two that you can get. I love a screenshot. And uh, another, Izumi Suzuki, you may have heard, she's been uh, getting talked about lately as kind of a newly popular, though very old, kind of feminist sci-fi author. She wrote... Uh, the two books of hers that have come out in English, um, Terminal Boredom, Boredom and Hit Parade of Tears. Those are short story collections. It's pretty interesting to read. Also, the, the translation is super variable because it's been it's like a collection of things translated by like six different people. But I had a moment reading um, uh, Terminal Boredom where it was a story about how people are, you know, all watching their personal screens and they're getting kind of like addicted to violence and paying more attention to the screen as reality than than human space and feeling things more in that way. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's uh, it's it's one of these. It's done well, but but then I was like, wait, actually, she wrote this in like 1976. Um, yeah, dude. When there were when there weren't personal screens, you didn't have your phone on you all the time, and uh, the, the like the 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 kind of shock thing wasn't as in flavor. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty neat, and it's it's cool to read something that is like so many old sci-fi things. You read them, and you're like, yeah, dude wrote this, uh, and you read this one, and s- many times it's like, wow, definitely a dude didn't write this. That's pretty, that's pretty it's pretty neat. So uh, I recommend that recommend both of her compilations also uh she straight up died in in a in a not very happy way and you can uh you can sad but true read some of that in in this and it was just very very interesting in a sad way there's a lot of a lot of nuance and layers to it so uh give yourself a look the end frank what you got um uh, i've had very little time for entertainment since last show so i got nothing are you drinking anything interesting lately um, Ooh, water. No. <laughs> are you a beverage? Are you? Are you? Are I had you a, a diet Dr. Pepper today. Water? It was fine. Um, was it? Was it flat? Uh, no. All right. You must not live in Manhattan, New York City. Then <laughs> yeah. is that is that the land of flat doc, diet Dr. Pepper? Every diet Dr. Pepper I buy is flat. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. That's the water. Is that special water? I do not understand it. Speaking of beverages. Beverages and, and promoting things. Uh, pretty soon on the Patreon, you're going to be able to uh, hear 
something that I did on a whim, which was I went to a grocery store in Japan and I purchased every non-alcoholic beer that I could find, which turned out to be round oh. about ten of them. Oh. And uh, and I and I reviewed every one. So uh, that sounds thrilling. Yeah, get ready for the the thrill ride of your life. <laughs> Frank actually oh, yeah. just yawned. I literally I just yawned. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, would you like to recommend a particular type of T-shirt to our audience? Mm, no. Anything else? What would I recommend? Um. Huh. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't. I don't have anything. I, I guess. I guess. Let's just say I don't got nothing. I don't got nothing today. That's fine. I've got recommendations of my own. Uh, I would oh, like yeah. to recommend if you've enjoyed this or any episode of Insert Credit that you please rate and review our show wherever and however you can. You could just say it's body time in the text if you like. A lot of people have done that. You can also support us on patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own questions, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and hear Brandon rank all of the non-alcoholic beers he could find. Yes. Uh, if, if you'd like to sponsor <laughs> our show with an advertisement or personal message, please do that. Get in touch with me at show at insertcredit.com and we'll strike up a scintillating conversation. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or find videos of these episodes on youtube.com slash insert credit show. By Hyper Gunsport, Wishlist Demon School. Yeah. This episode is edited by Esper Quinn with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And my friends are my kingdom hearts. I just remembered that someone came up to me at Portland Retro Gaming Expo and said, uh, thanks for being the voice of reason on insert credit. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. Dude must love PCs.